Holy Spirit, we just surrender to you again. I just surrender to you again, Lord. That the things that I have prepared, Lord, I just submit them to you that um, the Spirit would move and you'd say the things that you, you want to say through me. Amen. I really, you know, want to um, learn to trust the Spirit in these moments. Like it's, it would be comfortable for me to come with a, a script, a, you know, a prepared speech of all the great things that I could come up with and say. Um, but I want to be part of a community that really just learns to lean into the Spirit and... Um, enables him to have free reign you know so but that's a pretty challenging thing to do um but when i uh, was was thinking about preparing i thought about paul and how he talked about preaching christ and him crucified and it's the it's the very basic principle of the gospel it's the very foundation the very first building block and for someone who's like an, as epic a dude as Paul was, like, you know, he describes himself, doesn't he, as the Hebrew of Hebrews and, um, and his zealousness for God, and yet he preached Christ and him crucified. So I just wanted to start out by just um, on that note that, We shouldn't become so familiar, you know, with that. We shouldn't be familiar at all. Like, it should be such a powerful and weighty revelation that we're, that we're engaging with all the time that, you know, he took the weight of the sins of the world on himself so that we would be free so that we could be restored to that relationship of intimacy with the Father and dependence upon Him. And I believe the more that we follow His example, we're called to lay our lives down too and to, con to, to count the cost, you know, to consider what it's going to cost us to truly be disciples of Jesus, to follow him authentically with our whole hearts. And we actually are completely dependent upon him in that place. You know, in order to, for us to actually live the life that Christians are called to live, we, we actually are completely dependent on him even to be who he's called us to be. Um, and I felt that coming through in a lot of the worship and the songs that we did today as well, just like, oh, you know, it's, a, it's a, 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 a life of dependence. And I'm, I'm challenged because... I don't know how dependent upon the Lord I actually am. Like I'm pretty independent, all things considered. I'm fairly self-sufficient. I'm fairly well organized. Which leads me to a big, huge question about 
well, if that's the case, am I truly, you know, pioneering? Am I truly, you know, advancing the kingdom? Am I truly being who I've called to be? And, yeah, there's some upgrades. There's some massive growth there. But I'm excited about that because I get to do it in family with my brothers and sisters. And as you all know, we're, we're working, this is number three in a series on family, the family of God. And so um, I'm the concluding preacher for the series and I really, my heart is to bring us again to a real deep reverence for the church. I think that um, often we, lo- we love like the blessing and the favor of God and we're, we're, we're set free and it's a beautiful gift and it's all, you know, it's all looking good for us and it is. But I don't want to just be in that comfortable place. Um, so, where was I going? Huh? Dependence. So, I realize that there's, it's going to, yeah, cost me something. I don't know. This is, the, this is the challenge of not working from the script, right? Like you go off on a little bunny trail and you forget where you're meant to start off. But it'll come to me in a minute. So it's, it's all right for it to be awkward too, you know, because I'm not here to be some wonderful, handsome orator, you know, like... I, I'm here to point you to Jesus, not to lead, point you to me, you know. So if I make a mess of it, that's actually fine. Like, I'm comfortable with that. But I just want you to get something out of this from the Lord, from the Spirit. Because otherwise, you know, like, it's not really what we're going after. So how does this relate to family, this idea that, you know, this being at the, on the pointy end of, of what we're called to be? And... And so that, that's the church. And we, we started off talking about, like, this is the series of family and the church and the reverence for the church. And, yeah, the blessing, that's what I was talking about, how the blessing, we can get so puffed up with being awesomely blessed and everything, but we become, we actually become so irreligious that we, be, that we can become irreverent. That's where I was trying to get to. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, There is no, exp- like, you don't have to do anything for the Lord, right? You get to. You don't have to live up to some standard, do something. The gospel is a free gift, right? And it's from that point that we get to participate and pioneer and do stuff with the Lord. And so, yeah, I think that we, we need to just, we need to recognize and revere the church again. We need to have a greater value for what the church is. And so, what is the church? Because it's not this, right? Because the church is God's plan A 
to reach the world, you know. And, and looking around the room, most of us are, that I know in here are, are believers, you know. Most of us are here because we've come to celebrate what God's been doing in our lives because we love Jesus, we love worshipping corporately, you know, we want to be part of the family and all that stuff. But church, when you think about it, is God's plan, right? And I've got a picture in my mind right now of just like, think of this huge, enormous beam of light that's just like unstoppable, plowing through the universe, right? That's God's plan, right? But we can be so busy over here just doing our thing, you know? God's plan's going to see it, you know, it's nothing stopping that light beam. But I don't know about you, but I'm just like, wow, I don't know. I, I want to actually be riding the light beam. <laughs> I want to be in the light beam. I want to be part of what God's doing in the earth, not what I'm distracted doing, because I could be distracted doing all any number of great things that could be good, you know, and they might look like they're Christian even, but God's plan's over there. You know, and he's made it really clear to us. Like, if we want to know what church is, it's us visiting orphans and widows in their affliction, isn't it? As it says in James 1 2. Galatians 6 2. Bearing one another's burdens and so fulfilling the law of Christ. There's the light beam. John 15 12. Loving one another as he has loved us. Matthew 28, 19, making disciples of all nations. Like that's the light beam right there. And there's a bunch of other ones that we could talk about. The commands of God for like what he's called for us, for this earth. And I'm not saying that it's not okay to have our own desires too. Like of course we do. God's given us unique lives and unique personalities and our our desires are valid in that space but they're secondary to what's being emphasized by the Lord right you know we've got to be true to what the Lord's emphasizing for the church because that's plan a that's what he's doing you know it's not coming here on a Sunday like this is part of it to celebrate and worship but that's not how God's going to invade the earth We're all in the four walls, if you hadn't noticed. Do you know what I mean? The church, the plan for the church is to be the through the darkness. Light, pulsing light, salt and light in the community. That's plan A, right? Demonstrations of the Spirit's power is how Paul was preaching in the church, not with his wise words or anything, you know. He's like counting everything that he's done as nothing, just for the simple thing of knowing Christ. Just for some more perspective on the church, I'm just going to read to you want to go back to um, Solomon's days.
Second Corinthians, sorry, Second Chronicles 7. From the start. As soon as Solomon finished his prayer, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's temple. When all the people of Israel saw the fire come down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed down with their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. There was no mention of anyone with a sledgehammer about to start whacking the temple, was there? I mean, could you imagine seeing that? No one was about to start whacking it with a sledgehammer, were they? Like there was epic reverence. Epic, like this is, in, like what, did you guys just see that? The glory of the Lord fell on the temple. Like how often do we like diss the church, you know? Think about it. Like it's just so easy, isn't it, to criticize but if we actually capture the reverence, and I thought that, you know, that's a great picture, you know. Because now the temple is us. Living stones being built together for that same glory. Well, that's the latter glory to like fill us, to like inebriate us so that we're just like completely given over to the, to the Lord. Let's read from 1 Corinthians. Chapter 3. From 16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Like, we're just called to, like, revere one another, revere the church. Like, we're living stones built together. And we're called to be a family. Like, we're called to, like, just stick up for one another, defend the family, like, love the family, believe in the family, you know? It's just it's too easy to pick up the sledgehammer when you've lost your reverence for what the church is called to be. And so, 
we are we actually need to take seriously our role and our part of the family of God. We we are that temple and we're called to be built together. You know, so right relationships, healthy relationships, trusting in our in authority, trusting in our leaders, all that stuff is part of a healthy functioning church and relationship. And you know often you know even being in church leadership you you can you can get expectations upon people in the congregation you know but it's actually like if everyone was just seeking first the kingdom if everyone was pursuing their relationship with Jesus as their highest priority in their life and we were just being built together just if we were being who we were truly called to be and, and we were prioritizing that and just cultivating our intimacy with the Lord like what what's hap- what then happens in those home groups and in this meeting is like people are coming like burning with zeal for the Lord because they've been seeking him daily in the scriptures they've been searching for him they've been meditating on his word day and night you know pray without ceasing like and trust me I'm removing the plank from my own eye here you know this is not pointed you know I could probably start looking at the speck in yours but I'm talking about the plank in mine really you know and I'm going I, I, it's if we want to be part of the light behem if we want to be part of what God's wanting to do in this city we need to get ourselves straight we need to do what we're called we need to be faithful stewards i'm not talking about like trying to live up to some kind of salvation but i'm just talking about like fulfilling what god's ordered for his church like actually doing it you know because we can just be so we can be so something else Going to Ephesians 3. Reading from verse 8. Well, I'll go back to 7. So Paul's talking about of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace which was given to me by the working of his power to me though I am the very least of all the saints this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for the ages in God who created all things so that the through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places this was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him 
So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is for your glory. The mystery hidden for ages in God through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known. I'm just like, who I'm called to be in this church among the fellowship of my brothers and sisters to, to be part of that, right, is actually outside of my capacity. Like I don't actually have what it takes to, to even be who the Lord's called me to be. Never mind then being a living stone, part of a temple, which is to demonstrate the manifold wisdom of God in the earth. You know? Like, rulers and authorities in the heavenly places are being schooled by the church. <laughs> and so, it just leads me to a, to a place of humility, really to a broken and contrite heart. I don't have what it takes, Lord. But I... And so, like, my, my prayer is, God, help, you know? It's starting from a place of humility. I don't have anything that's required to step into this, you know? It's not like my, my awesomeness that's going to get me there, you know? It's my humility. I love Mark Greenwood's thing. The standard of heaven is not perfection, it's humility. That's such a good word, isn't it? So we're so busy trying to blooming shine everything up and look good on the front. You know, and that's what social media is brilliant for, making it all look really perfect, you know? But the reality is like no one no one's got it together. And it's just like oh. And I was reading this week from with, with the fellas from um, Isaiah 57. Let's, let's read it. Let's just read it. Why not? This is ridiculous. This is honestly so insane. Isaiah 57. For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place. Just pause for a minute there. That's where the Lord belongs, right? High and lifted up in the holy place. But yet, I'll continue, and also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Isn't it, isn't it just ridiculous that the, that the God, the creator of, the, of heaven and earth, that God in his most high and holy place is also with the, with the contrite, with, with the humble basically. He's also there. And so that's, that's just like got to be our starting point, isn't it? Humility is just like the red carpet as far as the Lord's concerned, you know? 
like acknowledging our dependence upon him. We actually need him, but it's like, I know that, but then what do I do about it? Like, if I'm, the reason I'm sharing this is because it's like this, you've been given this sacred responsibility, you know? We've all been given this sacred responsibility to be part of what God is doing in the earth. And what are you doing about that? You know, what am I doing about that? I should be on my face going, God, I have not got what it takes, but I do not want to miss that. I'm not going to let that just pass me by, you know. Imagine to come before the throne at the end of my life and be like, I read the Bible my whole life and I didn't go away and participate in the vision that God has for the church. I decided to stay over here and do my thing and make it look godly. That's the worst thing about it that you can do. Do you know what I mean? Make it look like a form of godliness. Make it look like Christianity and tick the boxes, you know? It's called Sunday Christianity in most circles. You know, it's like, whoa. You know? I'm, 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 I want to know exactly what the church is called to so that I can see my complete inability to fulfill it and then go, God, help me. I'm completely dependent upon you if I'm going to be true to what you've called us to be. This is too big for, for us, you know. And then you, and you think about it. Man, he's there for us. Those worship songs we just sung about how the Lord is there for us. How we get to just, it's like, God, I need you because I need you. You know what I mean? Not because it's nice. Woohoo, Sunday. I need you. Because it's costing me bad. Mm. It's like God's, God gave me a litmus test from, I wrote it as the first page in my new journal. Because, you know, I don't know, when I was young, my mum moved from a, a very mundane uh, Anglican village church, Church of England, you know, all the tradition and no substance. And my mum got fired up for Jesus, you know, and she went to join this wacky Pentecostal church. Oh, they were weird but it's probably going to be weird if the Spirit's moving because it's a supernatural, out-of-this-world reality that we're engaging with. And I'd rather have weird than lacking substance. I'd rather take a risk, you know, and have something that might look kooky to an outsider, you know, because we, we, we don't like risks because we don't want to look weird. But the world's actually looking for authentic Christian spirituality, which is weird, when was the last time you were at the pub and you heard someone speaking in tongues at the bar? You know, get him out. He's had too many. 
But, I mean, that must be the Lord because it's actually about inebriation, isn't it? You can tell when someone's drunk on wine. You can. It's obvious, isn't it? But I don't look, I hardly look any different from a really nice guy at the end of my street who's not a believer. He does all the good things that I, he's round at his neighbor's place, mowing the lawn, helping, you know? He's such a good guy. He serves. I don't look any different to that, really. But if I was inebriated by the Holy Spirit, as I'm called to be, signs, wonders, and miracles would be following me everywhere I go. That's what's normal Christianity. God, I need to be filled with your spirit. I don't know about you guys. I don't know where you're at. Maybe, you know, it's all working out. But it says in Ephesians 5, be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit and your hearts will overflow with the joyful song to the Lord Jehovah. Keep speaking to each other with words of scripture, singing the Psalms with praises and spontaneous songs given by the Spirit. Always give thanks to Father God for every person he brings into your life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And out of reverence for Christ, be supportive of each other in love. Inebriated in the Spirit's fullness. That's what my life needs to look like. And it doesn't. But it will. Because I'm humbling myself and I'm praying and I'm seeking his face. And I'm saying, God, we've got to do this, you know. I, I, can't, I, I can't do it without you, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to have a try, you know, to, 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 to seek, to ask him, you know. Because in humility, I'm, I'm, that's the, where I'm in the right place to ask him, help me, God. Help me. I don't want to do church, you know. I want, like, we've got this crazy vision for this church. If you haven't read, like, heard it recently, Naomi read it in the last few weeks, but it talks about this very thing, this very DNA that we're going after. But it starts with us being all that the Lord's called us to be and then coming living stones, Let's read what it says about the church in Acts 2. We're going to read from... Reading from 42, the fellowship of the believers. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. 
and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. I'm, I'm so excited for that. Like, I just, I just want, I want to rub shoulders with ex-drug addicts. I want to rub shoulders with, you know, the broken people in my city, you know. I want to like, I want it to get messy. I, just, I want to see people coming into the kingdom, you know. It's just otherwise. This gospel is the, is the hope of humanity, you know. So when we talk about the family of God, like, it's about the family of God, isn't it? Like, if, if you had, like, a family member who was just, like, constantly rocking up and, you know, wasn't willing to, like, chip in or help, it would grow, you'd get pretty sick of it, you know? It's like... I don't know, I think, I think like the Bible actually instructs you to kick people out, you know? Hand them over to the devil so that they would repent, do you know what I mean? For their own benefit. But we're just so busy trying to keep everyone happy, you know? So that we can all come to church on a Sunday. But it's like, no, we're, we're, we're actually called to just be so single-minded in pursuit of what God's called us to be that we're, we're real with people. You know? But oftentimes we find ourselves just trying to keep everyone happy and appeasing everyone in the church. So last verse for the day is 1 John 4. to 12 Beloved let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love in this the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him in this is love not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the 
propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. So as we take up our cross, as we count the cost, and as we, we have a saying, put all of our chips in the middle again. Because you, there's no greater love than to lay down your life, right? It's going to cost you your life. It's going to cost us our lives, isn't it? And that's why you need to count the costs. Are we willing? Are we willing to, to you know, the, I think of those chips as things that I'm going to write down and just systematically go through and say, yes, Lord, for you, for the, for, to know you. If this means I get to know you, they're in the middle, all in. Because I'm, I actually have this great hope and faith that that's actually the most, the highest possible fulfillment and the most satisfying place for my life, you know? And if, whatever it costs, it's going to be worth it because I'm going to know him. I'm going to end up knowing him more. And when, I'm, when I come to the end of my days, I'm going to be able to stand before him and say, I, I gave it my all, Lord, for you, you know? Because every one of us is going to have to stand there one day. So, I felt like you nailed it, Sarah, when you talked about singing a kid's song today because there was the testimony of Victor and also, as I was listening to one of the other songs, I was like letting those children's songs that I was playing really minister to me. And, and it tapped into this whole thing and it talked about, I can't remember the exact words, but it was essentially about, you know, going as low as you can go, like serving, but also reaching for the stars. And so I want to encourage you that, you know, God actually holds our desires. I mean, you think of Abraham on the top of that hill, you know. He's willing, isn't he? He's willing to give his son Isaac. He's willing And God comes through, you know. And all the nations of the world have been blessed through Isaac. And, and I just, I believe that God has that, my best intentions at heart. And like I said, the most fulfilling part of my life is in this thing anyway. This light beam, that's where it's at. Let's get into the light beam. Let's not go anywhere other than the light beam. It's going to be awesome. But just this, I, from the kids' song, this, I know for me what, what that means is like humility. I actually am completely dependent upon God. I need to be on my knees. I need to be pursuing him. I need to be seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. I need, you know, like if I neglect my relationship with the Lord, that's my responsibility, you know. There's grace for me to read my Bible and to know him. And there's grace for us to pray. You know, we need to pray. When you realize your inability and your dependence, prayer is the only answer to that. 
All I've got is prayer. Help me, God. Knock. Seek. Do not give up. Help me, God. He's got what we need to pull this off. So pray, folks. And that's, that's just the humility, the being low, and serving and being part of this family is all part of that. And, you know, serving, do what, whatever it takes, you know. But also, simultaneously, reach for the stars. If you have a big dream for your life and you want to see God move, you want to see God impact this world, you know, dream big. Because if God is for you, who can be against you? But let it be birthed out of your lowly and contrite heart and in prayer and say, Lord, it's, it's for your glory. This is why I'm doing it. All for him, right? It's for his glory. And reach for the stars. I want to see cool stuff happen. I'm trying to write a book. I want to get that published. I want to write more books. I want to play music. I want to, do, you know, I'm in. I want to do stuff like that. I've got so many cool ideas. And God might just want to use those ideas too to see his kingdom advance. But let's get our priorities straight, right? Let's start where, we, where we're called to start from. Jesus, well, off the back of all that, Lord, I just pray, Lord God, that there was meat for your saints today in that. That there was meat, Lord God. Something for us to chew on and go after. And I thank you so much for this community. Lily, I just feel to pray for you, if that's all right. I just really feel that um, the Lord wants you to know that he honors your heart in the way that you've seeked to grow in him and the way that you've pursued him and going overseas to do a DTS and all the things that you've done in your life to seek him. And I just, I just feel the honor of God over your life today. And when I first saw you, I was like, wow, Lily's here, the honor of God, the honor of God. And I just wanted to encourage you that yeah, he sees that, you know, because it's not necessarily, we think it's about what we'll get out of things sometimes, but it's the heart that God honors. And I just feel there's honor for your heart today. And even if you didn't get out of it what you expected or you did or didn't, doesn't matter. It's like he honors your heart. I just wanted to encourage you with that today. Jesus, thank you so much. Mm. Jesus. Mm. Well, I'm going to open up the front. If anyone wants to come and get some prayer and to yeah, be stirred up and a bit more or was touched or offended by something I said, come down the front and we'll chat about it and, um, and we'll pray together. Thank you. Thank you all. I bless you. Have a great day. Amen. <laughs>